Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall-style podcast about WordPress, business and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains. And Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. This episode is sponsored by Fastspring, the full-service e-commerce solution that enables software companies to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. Find out more on fastspring.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Ian, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jack. It's nice to be talking again, uh, not not so long after our last one. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good. Just busy with releases and, yeah, stuff going on. Less house stuff now, which is good. Um feel like that's sort of getting done which is nice as a run up to Christmas what about yourself how's things yeah good yeah I'm sure you can tell from my voice I've got a bit of a cold my son came back from nursery and gave the whole house a cold so that's nice um nice so yeah not anything not anything more severe but um yeah it's just a pain after having sort of quite a while off from not having a cold it's a bit of a shock to the system when you do get a cold so um so yeah I sound extra interesting today um but yeah, otherwise everything's good. Yeah, like uh, much like you, my house is sort of starting to come together, which is quite nice. Um, yeah, it's it, it's all going well, really. No no complaints. Um, work's been um, pretty busy, um, although it's not been as quite as crazy as it was last time we spoke. Um, it's I've managed to buy myself a little bit of time now uh, between projects and you know workload from existing clients has calmed down a bit, so it means that I can focus a bit more on uh, plugins again, which is what I'm doing which is quite nice certainly um a nice thing to do on a Friday yeah definitely are you um are you back on BNFW or are you sort of doing content notifier what's your um yeah both really um I've got uh, a developer working on um better notifications um which is going very well and I need to do a lot of testing for that and make some releases because it's been a little while since I've made some releases partially because I'm moving this year partially because I've been busy with client work um, but also just you know haven't found the time to be able to test and stuff so I know I um, I, I feel like I owe it to you know um, users of the plugin and customers to make some releases even if they're very small ones so I'm going to be looking to do that um, particularly in November I think ahead of sort of Black Friday Cyber Monday Um but yeah, I've also got the same developer working on Content Notify because of sort of recent lack of time. Um, my regular sort of one month um, development and you know release cycle um, has completely fallen apart this year, unfortunately, more or less yeah. since about sort of March April time. Mm-hmm. And um, I want I want there's loads of good stuff in there, and I've had a few um, more customers recently for that, which has been nice, and they've sort of highlighted things that have been on the back burner for a long time. So just trying to get out some some bugs and some uh, little changes and things that need to be made before I start going into new features. But um, it's exciting. It's something I really want to get stuck back into, you know, um, it's particularly in December, but definitely into the new year again. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to keep up, I think, sort of the same cadence of releases with everything that's going on, like in life and you know, it's not our main stuff. I mean, I was just looking at the last time I did a major Word WP user manager release. It was April, which is pretty mm. rough. And I've kind of got stuff pending. There's been add-on updates, but I definitely, mm. I definitely see. It's interesting looking at. I'm just jumping around on things we want to talk about, but I, um, just looking at the sales for this year, and April was 
kind of like the peak for me, and it's gone downhill since then, interestingly. And mm. it, it is something that, you know, if you have a customer list and you email customers when you do releases and you do, you know, release major releases and blog posts around it, they do sort of move the needle. And we definitely see it at Delicious Brains every time we do a release and you get you email people and you say, this is what we've got new, you know, it's either going to convert people who perhaps were thinking about buying the plugin or mm-hmm. people who might renew or upgrade or whatever. And like it definitely... It definitely has an impact on sales, and and I'm, I can sort of see the the opposite of that for from April downwards. So, yeah, I need to try and personally push out another release this this side of Christmas. Um, although it's difficult with you're talking about the developer, you kind of either get into a, a, a this feast or famine with third party developers. I find that either I can't find them to work on, and so work just languishes, or they're working and they're uh, they have more capability and capacity than I do to test. So they're pumping out loads of pull requests and you know making code changes. But then mm. it takes me ages to then get to the queue of work to review and polish and prep for release and do all the documentation and all of that stuff. So it gets queued up, um, and I'm the bottleneck. Um, but yeah, I need yeah. to. I'm, I hope hopefully by the sort of the end of the year and maybe a couple more episodes in. So that to our schedule, I'll be able to say I've got another release. I need to try and keep myself accountable. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Are yeah, you uh, absolutely? Are you planning some some more ones, more releases then as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a handful of add-ons that need to be updated for various things. Um, some of the sort of bugs, some of them are you know small improvements that you know users have highlighted. Um, you know, there's they're nothing major, major kind of stuff, but they they do keep ticking things over. To be honest with you, I know it, it suddenly occurred to me literally a couple of weeks ago that the biggest um, thing, the biggest driver of uh, updates or requirements on updates, it are changes to WordPress specifically, mm. and at the moment that is driven, I find exclusively from changes to the block editor or the Gutenberg plugin. They oh, yeah, tend to be yeah. the breaking kind of factor for something. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that change, better notifications would be working just fine, more or less continuously. And I mean I mean that might sound like a like a silly thing to say, like if everything stayed still, everything would be fine. But I mean, there's been so many changes in the last kind of couple of years. I found myself, especially if I'm sort of a bit short on time or I, you know, I don't have a developer to hand at that particular time, because I've had I've had a, a series of, you know, third-party developers for better notifications um i I've, i find trying to keep up with just the changes in wordpress quite quite challenging um yeah. lately uh, where previously it, it wasn't like that at all so um i find that that takes the time that i would be using for new features away from developing those features and that's a shame because i don't feel like i've added a huge amount of new and useful um stuff to the yeah. add-ons but that being said most of the time people buy the add-ons for a particular purpose and those purposes are already met so the functionality that people are looking for already exists yeah and it's just the, the issue the, the 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 burden that i feel i should be adding more features all the time that's purely my my issue not not users issues if you see what i mean yeah yeah i know what you mean about the the, the block editor and the gutenberg changes because same for WP user manager, like we added or I added blocks for, you know, to replace short codes and um, mm-hmm. some of the content restriction capability, 
which used to be done with a short code to wrap content within the, the classic editor has now been moved to blocks so you can um, you can make some settings on a block and say this block is restricted visibility to logged in users only or whatever and you can do it on blog um, block groups um, mm -hmm. but there's an outstanding issue that's come up it's a while now actually with blocks that are used in widgets and the, the WP user manager um, integration doesn't work with the widget blocks and again this is stuff that's like I, you know it's a little bit more um, involved than I want to get I'm not hugely react savvy at the moment and it, I don't have the time to sort of spend to do it badly in double the time um, mm. but then yeah you're just waiting on other developers to help help out um, and it is a pay uh, but the, our pl plugins are small though in comparison to this like I, this is what I was just thinking when you were saying it like the integration with the block editor and how fast it moves and how quickly it can break things and change things is really impactful on other plugins like the, yeah so we're seeing it with acf advanced custom fields which you think typically isn't going to be that much touched by the block editor but with acf blocks which is almost like another plugin inside the plugin there's a huge amount of breaking changes that happen all the time and and having to keep up with that development is quite a cost and quite a um it's quite a uh, an undertaking that's continual and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down at any time soon um mm. Because we had a we, we, the advanced custom fields team, we did a release a few days ago. So ACF and ACF Pro five point eleven has been released with um, what's, the big feature is REST API integration. So native advanced custom fields field support um, for the for the REST API. So if you're you know you've got a post type that has ACF fields, um, if you're using the REST API to go and you, you know, use um, a URL to get uh, data about that post type. It now displays all the ACF field values as well, and you can mm -hmm. update them via post requests and and things like that. So that's great. But the, the changes in with the block editor and the things that we have to like kind of make a change with and then roll back because some people are using the block editor in a different way. And oh man, yeah, I'd, I I've sympathised with plugins that are deeply integrated with the block editor because it's not fun to try and keep up with it. No, just a small thing on ACF, um, something that I noticed, like one of the options is um, being able to show and not show certain elements on the screen when you're setting up a field group. So uh, one of them is the content editor, for example, but of course you do that and that doesn't make any difference with you know, the block editor or Gutenberg. You don't just remove that section of it. Yeah. It's, you know, when you, when you, when you used to be able to tick you know, don't show, say, the author uh, metabox on when editing a post when this yeah. field group is applied. Um, yeah, and that would hide it. It only works in the classic it. editor, doesn't it? It only works in the classic editor, yeah. And, th and that's just one of those things where I used to use that quite a lot just to keep things kind of simple if it was a very simple post type, you know, um, or I needed to edit a um, post type that was added from another plugin, for example, just for client ease of use, you know, not to overwhelm mm. them or something. Because they might use a small portion of, I don't know, say events and an events plugin or something like that. Um, and they don't need to see half the, the things on there. Um, ACF was always quite a good way of being able to skinny things down. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where people use and probably use quite a lot. And then as soon as you start using the block editor or that functionality that is still there in ACF and I guess would probably be quite difficult to... Um, work out whether or not you know the block editor is being used on a particular post type or not um is is there but not not useful and that's no that's not 
the thought of ACF uh, at all, you know, any um, no. anyone that's been involved with the development, you know, it's it's purely this, um, uh, you know, it's got to stay there for legacy sites and sites that still use the classic editor or, uh, plugin. Well, yeah, but, you know, for the block editor, it doesn't really, it doesn't have any effect really. So no. yeah, it's it's difficult. It's just yeah. one feature that's quite useful that you know it yeah. breaks entirely. You know, yeah, I'll take that with the have a look at our backlog and see if that's actually on. Um, as an issue because yeah you're right that's a good point and yeah having that parity of, of capability between what it does in the classic editor and what it does in the block editor would be good but it is really difficult with ACF and the block editor and mm. the new way of creating things because ACF is used by a whole host of people who probably mm -hmm. have classic editor installed the classic mm -hmm. editor plugin to force the classic editor to be used and ACF is used as it always has been but then there's a huge amount of people that use the block editor and they use ACF as that way to create blocks easily, which is great. But there's also people who use both, and it's so it's hard. It's there's a there's a very very uh, mixed demographic of of users. Um, but yeah, and and I guess we're we're still not the only plugin that will cause problems or have problems keeping up with Gutenberg, the Gutenberg development and the block editor in WordPress. But yeah, yes, um, yeah. What, what was I going to say? I was going to say to you. Um, just talking about on the subject of looking at my sales going down from April, um, mm. I wanted to just catch up. I saw something in post status where people were saying about how was their sales for October, what's their sales around this time of year, and like what's business like. Um, and it looked like the the main uh, the main sort of pattern of people were saying October was pretty bad. Um, I just wondered how you were because so for me September was a bit low and so was August which is kind of summery I always feel but October's been back up to a, a good level and November looks on track already and Black Friday aside and I know we'll talk about that um, but yeah what, what how's things going with you? Um, FW, yeah it's probably the place to talk about yeah it, it is I'm having a look um, October was my third best month this year um, yeah so May was my best and February was my second best. Um, then October, then September. So actually, I'm looking over the course of the year. There's a bit of a dip over the summer, which mm -hmm. I think is um, quite common, actually, from my understanding, and something that I'm getting to see a trend of now with my own sales year on year, year after year. You know, cause yeah. I've been doing it a few years now. Um, but I guess there's the hit before the summer, which is May, which is when people probably are developing sites prior to going on holiday or going away just a guess people are well into the year by then there is this sort of ebb and flow of um you know creativity and and kind of motivation that people get throughout the year and i find that people usually start off the year quite motivated you know in january sort of yeah. february they're rolling into products uh, projects and then um yeah that bit before the summer holidays and then this bit here that we're in now prior to Christmas, uh, those are usually the three bits. So I certainly see that, um, and I'm looking not just this year, but previous years as well, and it seems to be about the same. Um, November is slow, I, I would say, so far. Um, it's difficult to know because I've had very slow months that have then picked up and gone kind of crazy towards yeah. the end of the month. Um, yeah. Even months like February, like I say, February is my second best month of the year, and yet it's the shortest month of the year by a handful of days. So... Um, certainly enough days to make a difference but yeah yeah uh, November's definitely been more slow but interestingly this year um, I've had the odd one in previous years I believe but this year I've had more people get in touch saying are you doing a Black 
Friday, Cyber Monday sale, uh, yeah, or, yeah. or or a you know a sale over the weekend, which I will do. And so are um, they holding off because they assume you're going to do that? Yeah. Is that why November's slow? And yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, and I think um, so. <laughs> a bit of bit of backstory on on me here. Um, I've had I've been wrestling with my kind of tech stack and development stuff this this past couple of weeks. Um, I was uh, I went to use a, a client site. I went to run npm install and everything broke. And um, basically, it was I, I learned the hard way that um, SAS has been updated quite quite a lot over the last couple of years, and Gulp and Node SAS and all that sort of stuff have have kind of had to follow suite or not follow suite or stopped being developed or whatever it might be. So it, it basically meant that all of my SAS broke and I had to learn how to use, uh, replace all my at imports for SAS uh, with at use and at forward. And mm-hmm. it's quite a big change to the previous way of doing it and the previous way of thinking. So where I was at the beginning of the month or you know a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to put some banners and things like that on the site saying I am doing Black Friday because A, it would mitigate questions from people coming in saying are you doing this because you're making them aware ahead of time Uh, and b if you aren't doing one and you want to you know uh, encourage sales because people aren't you know holding off in the hope that there is one you're going to get so far yeah we're we're not having a sale this year you know whatever yeah Yeah. um so yes that's what i want to do but because this issue with kind of sorting all this out i haven't been able to do it so yeah yeah, exactly so i've been actually dealing with that today i've been dealing with client sites that were more pressing so to speak um Mm. prior to that and i've got those sorted so that i'm armed with um the knowledge from doing that although my site's built quite differently uh the better notification site's built quite differently so i need to go through and i've been making some progress on that this morning i imagine it'll take me the best part of the day if not monday as well next week um but otherwise i would have loved to have started that process earlier uh to let people know because you never know you know people might just say uh oh i can't wait that long or i'm holding off now because i hope you're going to do one or you're not going to do one so i won't now anyway and Mm. you know there's a whole heap of things and i know that um there's been a couple of emails coming through from um alex denning and ellipsis marketing and it's been mentioned in you know the his um master wp newsletter that uh to get get on your black friday sales and marketing and everything yeah. and i've been looking at going i know i know i know but i haven't yeah. been able to do it yet um yeah. and and it's frustrating because this year i really want to be on it last year i did a proper black friday sale for the first time ever really um i can't even remember how much i took off actually i'll have to look at previous mm. uh the, the sales from last year and see how much i actually discounted by but um yeah i'd like to do something um pretty good but I can't do it if I can't put the stuff on the site. Maybe. No, exactly. I was gonna. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say to you because I didn't get around to it last year, and it was just busyness, and it just passed me by. But I think the year before I did it, um, but I'd, it was like two months into having acquired the plugin, and the pricing wasn't quite right, the offering wasn't quite right, so I don't think it really moved the needle. Um, but yeah, so you did it last year, and you're you're generally a fan of doing it. Did did it make a difference for November's revenue? Did you like people? It did. People, people in WordPress space, plugin space, seem to say that it's the best thing ever. There are people who just don't have, for whatever reason, the plugin isn't like people buy it when they want to buy it, so therefore they don't wait for November. But yeah, did it? Was it as good as everybody says for you? 
Um, honestly, I, I think I have done sales in the past that weren't very successful, but I think it was probably because I wasn't giving enough off. Where last mm. year, I gave, I want to say I either gave 30 or 40% off last year. Yeah. Um, that, I don't know whether I'll do a similar amount or more, but yeah, yes, it definitely a made a difference. Yeah. Um, from Alec, Alex Dunning's uh, email I got the other week, says, yeah, 30. So it did make a difference. Right, that's good. It did. But the, yeah. the thing that I'm wrestling with, and this is this is the issue with perhaps you know my own setup and wp managers user managers marketing side is that i don't have a very good email list i have an email list perhaps of customers and people that have had interest in the past but sending a black friday deal to existing customers isn't isn't good email marketing whereas a lot of companies like delicious brains do it very well that they have that email list where they can quite easily send off a mail shot and say this is our deal with with it's starting in a couple of days or you know it's going to be all of next week and this is the money you can get off and you've probably got a lot of people that will take that up whereas my email list is not so great so the only channel really for me to have a, an impact is just an alert bar like a hello bar on the site but yeah i just yeah i'm i'm skeptical how much i'm going to put 30 percent on i'm going to do it from the 22nd till the 30th and mm. I'll see how it goes, but I'm skeptical it will be like the biggest November ever for me because it's just I don't know, you're gonna to have to catch that traffic to your site. Whereas, um, you know, if you've got 5,000 prospects on or leads on your email list and you mail shot them saying you, you're 30% off, you're gonna move, you're gonna make sales. But I don't have that. And do you? I'm not sure. Like, do, are you doing the same as me? You just kind of relying on the alert bar type thing? Yeah, so. Uh, on mailing lists, I find that companies that can focus on their marketing and their emailing a lot more because it's yeah. their like primary thing um, yeah. will make a better, better, you know, uh, better go of it. Uh, better notifications at the moment is not my primary thing. It was at the beginning of the year because I redid the site and I focused on branding and pricing and all kinds of stuff. But uh, at the moment, it's just not. I, I, I'm. I'll be perfectly honest doing up my house that requires a lot of you know yeah. money in the bank to be able to do stuff like that working with the clients clients have been really good lately as well um better notifications is currently not my primary focus i'd like it very much to be again and i'd like it to be you know forever my primary focus um but that's just not the case at the moment and um typically that comes at a time when it's the biggest sales of the year you know yeah. um but you know if you're a company and you've got a marketing person or small team or you've got you know people that are doing the social outreach stuff great and if you're not and you're making you know that particular thing you'll plug in your primary focus then maybe you are on top of these sorts of things as well and that's great um a few years ago um when i used uh freemius for like um you know asking what was the reason you're deactivating this plugin or whatever and i got a lot more people in and they used to like get their email uh, address yeah. and it got yeah. stuff to mailchimp and all that sort of stuff um i had a lot of people i had thousands about five thousand, i think people on my mailing list and um it was that that was great but then the gdpr stuff came in and you had to um it wasn't I was I was never doing anything, you know, untowards or like taking people's no, email addresses out of the GDPR ether. Safe. It wasn't GDPR, so I had I went about the GDPR process of obtaining more consent for that, and obviously that dropped dramatically because after a while, if they don't actually reply or consent or anything, you have to remove them. So I did all of that, and it dropped it down to like a thousand or something. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't very much, and then it sort of dwindled. And the only way to sign up for a mailing list uh, at the moment is is a 
tick box at the end of the checkout. So you have to be purchasing something, um, you know, to, and for that form to submit successfully in order to be added to the mailing list. And so, yeah, I'm marketing to people that are already, I would be marketing to people that have already purchased something. Yeah. And that's, that's it's not ideal. I mean, you know, what you want is obviously to have a big mailing list and segment those users into exactly. people that have purchased. Have integration so with EDD to then push to your email list. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. So um, I would love to do more um, marketing stuff. I'd love to be on top of that. I'd love to be in a position where I go, I know that every time I do a mailing list, I create X sales. But yeah. um, I'm just not in that position, unfortunately. So I do yeah. rely on my website. I do rely on my Twitter account, which isn't followed all that much, uh, and any other forms of outreach that I have. I don't know if this is against the um, plugin guidelines, but um, you know, I, I guess you could put something on the in the readme. Of uh, of it, of yeah. Your well, plugin to say Yoast put it in their free plugin, didn't they? They actually put it in the plugin that that year with the flying bird banner, which you know, tastelessness aside, that's still a viable opportunity if the actual the quality of the upsell design is better. I, I don't see why that's a. I don't think that's against um, .org policy, which is like maybe that's something I actually should consider really as well, and, and you should as well with having a free main core plugin and add-ons like put something in in the free version that activates over a certain time and you know i I don't know about that 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 i definitely have been critical of approaches like that in the past um but i I don't mean in the you know in the in the wordpress admin i i wouldn't do that personally i i just mean yeah you were saying yeah i was taking it a bit further but I guess the other channels are that there's all these Black Friday roundup post places like Postatus and um, other places where you can you can submit your deal and then you get listed. Uh, I used to do it for WP App Store, um, mm-hmm. but I just I feel like that's such an echo chamber because you know are my customers going to be going to those places? You know it feels very much inside the industry, and you know there are people who will set up a WordPress site. Who are WordPress community person that will want WP user manager, which is fine. Like, I've had somebody recently doing it for a, a spate of sites they're doing, and I've been helping them with it. And and they're inside the WordPress community, but I still not think it's a big enough channel to warrant going around and submitting it on all of these places. But um, I don't know. I think I think the biggest takeaway from this conversation for me is that next year I need to sort out my email marketing. And I know it's not, you know, it's not it's not a, a a new idea and it's not a, an epiphany that I've just had but I just need to get round to doing it I need to have a proper opt-in on the website I need to have you know to give away something like a, a pdf or, or something an ebook about how to set up membership sites or how to well, whatever something that creates that email list and I need to get a better email provider than MailChimp which isn't very good for segmenting via tags and understanding mm. your audience integrating with edd and all of this stuff i need to then have that so i can like you say you don't want to market to customers existing customers because it's a wasted email and it's frankly annoying to them because they're like well i paid full price Mm. you know um but it's such a it's such an annoying annoyingly ongoing problem to solve because it's not just setting up that infrastructure of creating the opt-in get driving people to sign up signing them up segmenting them then you then having them ready for the time you want to do a sale because if you have all of those leads being generated and um signed up across the year 
and you don't do any actual emailing until November comes, there'll be stale emails, they'll be cold leads because they'll be like, well, hang on, you, who the hell are you? Because they, they might have signed up nine months ago. Um, so it's constant email marketing. It's like sending them every time you do a release, every time you do a blog post, every time, you know, there's so much going to go to go to do there. And I was in quite a good routine of doing it, like emailing the existing customers with every time there's a new release, giving updates about add-on updates. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I need to kind of go back to the start and understand how people get on the email list from my site. And at the moment, I, I don't even think I've got a an opt-in form. Uh, mm. There used to be one. Yeah. And it's just purchase. It's just customers. So that's that's my biggest issue with Black Friday, which is why I never try and put too much into creating landing pages for the sales, doing all of this, submitting it, because it's you know the traffic isn't there to to create the the revenue or or the channel isn't there, the email channel. So yeah, yeah, and it must no, must do better next year. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I I definitely used to be better at it myself. You know, every time I release a new add-on or a something uh, an update for it, i used to email out and um and it definitely did create sales i mean you know uh, when i first released my first two add-ons um i know that they created sales from that because there were people signing up for that mailing list specifically because i said i will let no- people know on the mailing list first no, you know no first once those yeah. ones been released so yeah, yeah and they did generate sales so yeah uh, yeah no absolutely um going back to what you said about um uh, yeah, infrastructure. I agree. Um, Mailchimp is something is what I use, but I would like a better solution. Mm. Um, I feel like Mailchimp sort of it. It feels like it's changed quite a lot since I first started using it, and that was a long time ago. Now I don't pay if anything for Mailchimp, um, so it's it would be nice to find a better solution. And I don't think because you can get you know like there's I think there's like MailPoet and stuff where you can mm. build in all your mailing list stuff into WordPress. I don't think that's what I'm looking for. I think I'm looking for an external thing yeah. for it. But um, but yeah, I, I need to reinvestigate that. It's been a long time since I looked into any of that uh, email yeah. marketing stuff. Do you know what? So yeah, I inherited Mailchimp with the WP's manager acquisition, and it wasn't something I was using. I hadn't used it for years. I'd been using Sendy. Which is self-hosted, a self-hosted uh, email marketing app which uses Amazon SES to send the emails, and so it's dirt cheap. Okay. But there's a lot of sort of, you know, you have to set it up yourself. You have to maintain the server, maintain the app, update it, and mm-hmm. there's some things that don't aren't quite easy because not everything has a Sendy integration. You can use API, which is great. But so when I uh, went through the process of setting up the site and the infrastructure for FlipWP.co soon to be .com hopefully if I can get my bum into gear that the you know trying to understand the beta signups the people who wanted to hear about it before it landed get those onto an email list then integrating the because WP user manager is the powering the site and user signups if they're a buyer if they're a seller different roles then segmenting that users onto another list and and trying to keep that Sendy just didn't really work. There was a lot of integration going on, and I remember talking mm. to Alex Denning about it, uh, who, and just saying, "Oh, this isn't easy." And you know, Drip Drip is the best place. Drip is the best app for it. But in my mind, it was really expensive. And well, I actually looked at it again, and it wasn't too bad. And we use Drip at Delicious Brains, and although it does have mm. its own problems and whatever, um, the user segmentation by labels uh, is so much better to be able to then not because Sendy 
you sign somebody up and they go onto a list and it's very much like the audience in MailChimp. Whereas in Drip, you just have that one person saved as a user and they they may have come in through a list, but they'll get segmented with different labels. So um, it's so much easier to sort of manage uh, a customer's journey and understanding more about that customer. So for what we were talking about earlier, signing them up and then EDD syncs some tags or it's not labels, it's tags, syncs tags with Drip to say, well, this person with this email address is a customer and they bought the pro version and they're currently active. And if their subscription expires, then you can uh, tag them with something that says they're expired. So you can market to those people. And going through that um, process with FlipWP, now I'm just like, I'm not going to, I don't think I'll use Sendy for that type of tight integration with a, a platform like user manager or an e-commerce platform because it's so much easier just to use drip and to sync the mm -hmm. tags and then you've got much more marketing built into it um mm. so yeah i think i need to go from the the ground up with user manager and do it with drip or something better um mm. but yeah it's it's difficult isn't it because you i think this for side projects and the scale we're at i'm always battling like i don't want to be paying a huge monthly fee for this hosted service so that's why Sendy's always been a good place to go because it's much cheaper to send emails. But then there's that extra cost involved of my time to integrate and to make it work and to make, you know, sort of shoehorn the solutions into Sendy. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe yeah, we'll have no, an I agree. update about that another time. Um, yeah, quite. Yeah, no, I'm the same with MailChimp. I don't want to be paying for a service I'm not using. And at the moment, I mostly just want to be collecting email addresses for the time when I do want to send you know yeah. emails out. So yeah. yeah, it's just finding something that will work well for for me at the moment and and yeah. for you by the sounds of it. Talking of talking of self-hosted versus hosted solutions, obviously we're talking about it with um, with um, email marketing. Uh, did you see that the WordPress plugin dropped for Lemon Squeezy? I think we talked about Lemon Squeezy last time. Sort of yeah. The the hosted way to sell digital downloads, memberships, e like ebooks or whatever. Um, mm. It has now got a, a dedicated WordPress plugin that's integrated. Um, version one dropped last week, I think. It's funny because mm. it's it's the Lemon Squeezy team. Which, who, uh, I'm friends with Gilbert Pellegrom and he's doing it with Jason Schuler, J.R. Farr and uh, Ormond Clark, who all have WordPress chops. But the James Kemp, friend of the show from a few years back, um, mm. was involved in the WordPress plugin production, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was quite interesting. Um, have yeah. you, did you have a look at that? It did get a bit of chatter in the Post Status channel about, oh, it's just a wrapper for it. It's not, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's version one, guys, but there was a lot of sort of dissenting uh, voices about it. And there was even, it's even picked up by the tavern and somebody else has made the, the comment on i think they, they're labeling the wordpress plugin as easy peasy digital downloads mm -hmm. by lemon squeezy and there's some people sort of saying i can't believe they're saying easy peasy digital downloads that's quite obviously trying to ride on the coattails of easy digital downloads and trying to get search traffic and i'm thinking has no one heard of the phrase easy peasy lemon squeezy like it mm. it's <laughs> yes it's a bit tongue-in-cheek and yes it's a bit cheeky but i don't think it's uh I don't think it's necessarily primarily there to rip off easy digital downloads and rip off their, their um, search traffic. 
but yeah. No, did you, did um, you see it? I did see that. Yeah, and it actually gave me an opportunity to go to the website and have a look at it because we talked about it, you know, a little while ago, and I haven't really had a chance to look. So I did have a look, and I really like the look of it. I like the look of the design and everything that they're doing with it. It does look easy peasy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, that it, honestly, the the fact that it's essentially a wrapper for their sort of you know um, SaaS service. Uh, you know lemon squeezy that doesn't bother me at all no, uh, you know, if you're having an integration thing, with wordpress that's that's yeah. what you'll need and if you need yeah. it to do more with wordpress or like the users within wordpress or send information or whatever that's that's what you need that would be no different from say your mailchimp you know integration with wordpress exactly. you know exactly. um yeah. it's a wrapper for that and it will have some integrations with that you know at a code level um, I didn't see that being a problem at all honestly the only thing that irked me a little bit was was the the name the easy peasy only a little in that it, it felt like an intentional dig and I thought I that's not somewhere I would go personally mm. I think if you put easy peasy lemon squeezy digital downloads easy digital downloads that all those three words are still in the title and I'm sure yeah. it would still get picked up so I think there was a way that you could have done it that wasn't that but um and I don't want to. I I I wouldn't feel comfortable being in a position where you could confuse users thinking, um, you know, you were downloading easy digital downloads, but you weren't because someone skim skim read the title, then thought, yeah. oh, this used to be free. It's not free anymore. You have to go online and pay or whatever. Um, you know, I sp <clears throat> excuse me. The chances of people doing that are probably slim, but the, yeah. I think there's a chance when you start to do things like that. And I thought, no, it's not. I didn't entirely yeah. agree with that. But in terms of everything yeah. else, I, I really like the look of the service. I really like the look of everything they've got and they're doing. Um, I'm not one for early adoption most of the time. So yeah. it's one of those things where I would never at this point jump off of EDD to something yeah. like that if I were to do that. Um, but, uh, you know, give it a year or so. And if they crank out regular updates and, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be uh, something that's going to stick around for the long haul, then... Yeah, you know, I might reinvestigate it. Exactly, it's quite hard to say at this stage. I think that's the one of the criticisms in post status is the fact that the plugin is very much, um, it's very much working for new shops rather than yeah. um, it does it has no upgrade or migration capability. So you can't just stick it on an easy digital downloads site and it just sucks it all across. It just it doesn't work like that at the moment. But that's fine. It's V one. Yeah, there's no way I'll, I'll be touching it right now. But I think if I was suddenly to develop a new plugin, I might look at it. Um, but yeah, yeah, on the note of the name thing, I, I like if you've looked at the so lemonsqueezy.com is a product of the Make Lemonade team, Make Lemonade WTF, I think it is. And if you look at their branding, their marketing, and all of their copy, it's pretty brash. I don't think they they're not holding back. They so yeah, I, mm. fair play to them for the. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's not that bad to name it like that. I think actually, if you look at the WordPress plugin repository, there's a couple of other easy peasy type things. Easy peasy Google Analytics. There's there's you know, I don't know. It 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 is what it is. But I, I kind of like their their style. I like their swagger. They've kind of got some some. It's different marketing, uh, mm. which is nice. A bit refreshing. But anyway, yeah, it's just yeah. interesting because they're sort of they're WordPressy folks, and it's. It's been a while since there's been something that, that's other than Word, uh, WooCommerce or EDD to to use. So definitely one to watch, I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it actually it reminds me of something you said earlier about um, whether or not the Black Friday lists on post status make a difference because it's you know kind of preaching to people that you already know and in the industry and everything. Um, I mostly agree with that. However, if a user is searching for something, you know, looking for a discount, Black Friday discounts or something like that, and that article for post status comes up then they might see other things that they like as well. Also, the post-status community in general is, there are a lot of plugin developers in there, but there are a lot of other people as well. There's people from .org, there are um, theme developers, there's people that build websites, there's all kinds of businesses in there. And I think if it creates a bit of chatter saying like, oh, like for my example, um, say you did a Black Friday sale and that your plugin was in there and I was working with the client at the time that exactly. was looking yeah. for something. They yeah. say, oh, I, I'm a member of a group. I've seen it on there. You know, you can have a discount, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And I think it just creates that con conversation. I don't think it hurts to have that. Um, and it is another form of, you know, outreach, I guess, which doesn't it is. hurt. So I, it is, yeah. yeah. I, it's, a, it's a valid channel, but I just, yeah, it's probably not going to move the needles much. But yeah, if, if it's a case of just submitting it to post status. Uh, you know, yeah. they've got a, a, link, a website link for submitting your product, then it's something that's a no-brainer, I think, to do. Um, yeah, and if there aren't that many websites that actually offer those sorts of lists, then it might become a place where everyone more or less looks yeah, year the, on year. The worry about that is, I don't think there is much more, many more places that now do it. There's, there's tons of sites that do that Black Friday roundup post type thing mm. and I used to do it for App Store like I said and I'm, I'm not even bothering anymore because it's a lot of hassle to do and it's a lot of work and there's so many mm. other posts that do the roundup so it's kind of it's a bit of a sea of roundup posts now like guaranteed mm. you'll see them all on the newsletters and even people will be submitting them to WP Content IO and it's just yeah mm. it, it, it gets a little bit lost in the noise um, yeah just actually talking about this um, just logged into WP content and on fifth on the list is an update or news article that I saw on post data as well. Pagely has sold mm. to GoDaddy in the last yeah. 24 hours kind of thing or the announcement, which is yeah. pretty huge. Um, mm. Pagely's a, I guess they are an enterprise host for WordPress, the North American. Um, yeah. I've never used them myself. I know people who have, and I know people who know Pagely people, um, so that's pretty cool. Congrats to the Paisley team. But another host, another big host acquisition, GoDaddy, seems to be getting bigger. How are you? What are your thoughts on that? I've never really looked at Paisley at all. I'm just very aware of it, and I know people like it. Um, I don't know anything really about it at all. And I did skim read the um, the post on the, their website about it. Um, the, the funny thing is, though, is that whenever I go on to, uh, I have the odd client or, you know, a client that comes to me and goes, oh, I've got a domain on GoDaddy, I want to move it to, you know, your hosting or another hosting or something, um, and I have to deal with anything there. There doesn't seem to be any obvious updates to GoDaddy um, from all the various hosting acquisitions that they seem to have. And mm. I always, I still find it 
clunky. Their design doesn't seem to have changed all that much. It's maybe had like a couple of different iterations. You know, a bit like um, the integration between eBay and PayPal. Occasionally, you'll log in and you'll see a PayPal yeah. screen from like two thousand and seven or something. Oh, gosh, <laughs> and yeah, you yeah. think, come yeah. on. I mean, you know, you're some of the biggest companies in the world. Why haven't you just updated the design of this page? You know what? What kind of technology is behind the scenes that prevents you from being able to do that? So I would like to see a positive benefit to their acquisition. And um, being that, from what I understood of Pagely, that's kind of, you know, a simple um, kind of easy, um, you know, managed kind of approach to, uh, you know, WordPress sites and building. I'm hoping that comes off on uh, GoDaddy mm. and improves their services, not just their um, front-end kind of development of uh, of WordPress sites for their customers, but also their backends as well. I feel like I don't. I feel like that is. Um, I feel like that's very wishful thinking because looking at the acquisition, like Paisley are an enterprise level host. You know, charging. Mm. You know, two and a half thousand dollars a month, up to two and a half thousand dollars a month for for highly scalable managed WordPress hosting. As far as I know, and I might be wrong, like GoDaddy's hosting and other GoDaddy brands of hosting aren't at that level. So this is probably just a purely strategic. We need an enterprise arm of GoDaddy. It's not going to that you know the technologies, the user experience aren't going to leak between each other. They'll probably be quite separate entities for a while. Yeah, I guess. So. Um, yeah, and and Paisley will just be ran by the same team potentially even the same ceo and founders who have just got a big payday effectively kind of similar to yoast selling to newfold digital they're going to continue as is but just you know they won't own the company anymore but they'll be sitting on a big bank balance and they'll be paid as an employee kind of thing so and it should stay business as usual but yeah it's mm. just interesting i think i probably misunderstood the um the acquisition then in that case um much like how you know wp engine owned flywheel and yeah. um and they operate separately as well and i suppose godaddy has to compete you know they recognize the market share of wordpress and they want to compete with the likes of wp engine who do have an enterprise arm you yeah. know and, and K- i've got Kinsta a couple of clients on the enterprise side yeah. yeah and um and they need to to keep pushing on with that so yeah so it makes it makes complete sense um doing that um yeah yeah well yeah. i guess it's just nice isn't it because it it's people in the wordpress community who are you know i think it's a husband and wife team josh and sally who it's similar to yoast in a way where it's it's a husband and wife team as of now who have just effectively grown their business really largely really huge and sold and you know it's a great payday it's like nice to have that security from them and you know take the pressure off running a business as such um so yeah, congrats to them. That's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good. I mean, I think an acquisition most of the time, you know, is an agreement between two people, so it's usually a positive thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah, the WordPress world still, well, the WordPress acquisition landscape is still going on. I mean, it's just, I, th- I th- if if anything, it's just not going to stop. And it, like we like just as a plug as usual flip wp still we're still operating that it's still having leads coming in and buyers signing up there is still like a good number of if you, like listings of wordpress plugin businesses really predominantly on the site 
Um, mm. So yeah, there's 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 lots of moving and shaking in WordPress, definitely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, it's nice to see um, and nice to be part of a um, a, a positive. Well, it feels positive and um, vibrant community. You know, with yeah, lots going maturing. on. That's, yeah, yeah, and it's always a nice thing. It's always a nice yeah. thing to be part of. I think everyone wants to be part of that. Definitely. Cool, man. Well, I have uh, enjoyed talking to you. I think it's, it's nice to be back again after that sort of break before, and uh, hopefully we can chat again soon. But I think it's been yeah, good mm. conversation, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's good to chat to you too. Yeah, and um, look forward to the next one in a couple of weeks' time. Indeed. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, mate. Take it easy. Bye.